In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything. And that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You know, I have Darius Slayton here at number 15. He's one of those other guys that, you know, just give me some points, please. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's been above 20% target share, like I mentioned earlier, uh, in three of his last four games. He went above 11 PPR fantasy points in those three games. The game he didn't do it was against Baltimore. And we talked about, you know, Baltimore's defense stepping up. Uh, but he has Houston this week, followed by Detroit. So a couple of weeks over the next two, starting this week, that you can stream him if needed, if you're desperate. I picked him up last night in one league uh, just because of the fact that I'm depleted at wide receiver and I need somebody to just please give me points. So that's yeah. guys why I picked him up, and I plan on starting him this week uh, in that league. But, yeah, you know, he's one of those guys that, you know, he could get you some points. Between him and Wando Robinson, you know, it could go back and forth, right? We don't, as of right now, we don't know who the number one wide receiver is. Darius Slayton has actually been a little bit more reliable than Wandale lately. However, I would say Wandale has more upside moving forward. I would uh, submit that Saquon Barkley's wide receiver one on those oh, offense right now. So yeah, so, I, I, so don't forget that. I but, guess so, but Saquon <laughs> hasn't been getting the targets that you know. One of the reasons why I love Saquon this year is because you know, and it worked out. But Saquon hasn't get the targets like I thought he would, honestly, and like. Right. Like, look at the last few games. Five, four, three, six, two, four, four. I just did the whole season. Uh, but <laughs> the last few games. <laughs> the last few games. The whole season, yeah. It's like all of them. Uh, and, and it's not crazy, right? Like, I personally thought that he would be getting like seven to eight targets a game just because they have nobody, yeah. right? Uh, but he's only getting 4.4 targets a game this year, yeah. which is not. Saquon is an amazing receiver. He should be their wide receiver one. He should yeah. be running. You know, he's running a lot of routes, but like he should be getting more targets uh, just because he's we know what he could do with the ball in his hands. So hoping, you know, could them coming out the bye that, you know, they could do something and kind of involve him more. But how many more touches do they want him to get? Because if they do end up giving him like, you know, five more like, you know, six, seven targets a game, that means he'll be hitting like that 30 touch threshold. Yeah. Like on a weekly basis. Uh, uh, you know, and do they want to do that? I don't know. You run up the mileage quick on a running back doing that. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. I, I prefer I prefer to like you know if you want to like lessen the load a little bit on these running backs maybe you give them less less carries yeah and then you know maybe put it down to like fifteen carries but then give them like seven eight targets right mm-hmm. that, I feel like that'll be more efficient yeah. too it's hard to say you know give them more targets because nine times out of ten on play designs the running back is just a check down you know they're not the first second or third read they're just a check down if there's nothing there so that isn't always the case um, but I, I think that. Yeah. You know, if we're talking about, you know, maintaining Saquon Barkley, I think what he's doing right now is going to be fine. Um, we just obviously as fantasy people, we'd love to see more targets, but we'll see if that comes. The other thing yes. that the receivers in New York have working against them is that Daniel Jones is running it like crazy. 
you know, he he just looks it. I'm sitting here. I was sitting here while you're talking, thinking about how are the Giants actually moving the ball downfield and scoring? <laughs> you know, I'm looking at these projections and these stat lines for these receivers. I'm like, how are they doing? It? I remember that Daniel Jones. Oh, yeah. He's running for like six or seven first downs a game. So that, that could be it. You know, that's one thing they have working against them. The, the passing volume hasn't been there in New York and it's been a winning formula. So it's not going to change. Um, you really only have hope for one, you know, clear receiver in this Giants passing attack to kind of emerge and be fancy relevant. It's going to be Wandell Robinson. I think Kenny Galladay is out of the discussion. He's not going to be that guy. Darius Slayton could, you know, be the wide receiver one a couple weeks down the stretch. I think Wandell Robinson's a guy. That's just me. But yeah, we've been saying uh, that this exactly. whole time. Right. And that's why he's higher, much higher in this list. He, he has yeah, more yeah. upside. But Slayton is a guy that you can start, get you some points. And if Wandell was available on that waiver wire, instead of picking up Slayton, I would have picked up Wandell. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got Michael Harbin at number 16. You know, he's now had four straight weeks of doing his thing. Like, but it's hard for me to really recommend him because hard, man. N- n- number one, it's an it's an anomaly. <laughs> yeah. He had nine targets this past week, but that's really only account Mahomes through it a hundred times. And he's running a route on only 50% of dropbacks. So his production is not sustainable. So he's a sell if I have him. Okay. However, I also have him on this list because if you need upside. Right, he's one of those boom bust options that you can throw in your lineup, right? Like he just yeah. happened to be booming lately. Like out ingenuous of me to like look at the fantasy points that he's scored over the last couple few weeks yeah. and say that no, you cannot start him. Like, no, you can, you know, just realize that he's boom bust and it's possible that he gives you like a couple points. Um, you know, you also have to imagine that Kadarius Tony, you know, he gets implemented a little bit more in this offense next week. It could be at the expense of McCall Hartman. Uh, because you know that Juju's going to be on the field. You know that MVS is going to be on the field. You know that Travis Kelsey is going to be on the field. So it's going to be at the expense of Hardman uh, that Kadarius Tony starts getting on the field more. Yeah. But a- as long as, you know, Kadarius Tony's, you know, not getting on the field, not getting those looks, McCall Hardman could be a guy that could, you know, fill in for you pretty nicely. I remember I've seen him. He's been sitting on the waiver wire in a few of my leagues. And I'm thinking, like, why isn't he producing? You know, with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback and all this turnover at receiver, you know, Juju isn't really doing his thing. But, um, it's finally starting to happen. It's like, okay, I, I wanted to pick him up, but I, if he's there, you take him and add him as like a trade piece. That's what I do. I, I'm not trusting him to start every week, but um, I, I think that the way he's been, you know, playing recently though, the way they've been using him has been great. Um, he had three touchdowns against the Niners, which they're, they're a good defense. I don't think that's going to happen every week, like you said. Um, and with Patrick Mahomes throwing it, throwing it 68 times, yes, that's going to add up and he's going to have a decent performance. But they have a pretty tough schedule coming up after this this week in Jacksonville. Um, Chargers, Rams, Cincinnati, Denver, Houston, um, as far as fantasy points go. So I, I think that, you know, better days are not really ahead. He's going to kind of regress to the mean. You know, like we talk about sustainability going one way with like guys like Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, and Justin Jefferson. It's going to go the other way from Nicole Hardman. I agree. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I agree. I got Isaiah Jones here as another guy who just gives me give me some points during yeah. these buys. Uh, he runs the most routes for Jacksonville. The Jaguars get the Chiefs this week. Like you just mentioned, it's a great matchup to stream him if you need to. 
the reason why I'm playing him over Marvin Jones is because he runs more routes, um, yeah. and he's going to be on the field more. And the Chiefs are giving up the third most fantasy points to wide receivers. You have to, if you have to think, you have to think the Jaguars are going to go down this game, right? And they're going to have a negative game script. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. I really like Trevor Lawrence this week. So, in, in turn, I'm going to like Zay Jones as well. Yeah. And Zay Jones has kind of been, you know, when Christian Kirk isn't doing his thing, it's been the Zay Jones show, even though the Zay Jones show hasn't had a whole lot of production. Zay to Jones go along so, with it. The Zay Jones show sucks. Like yeah. this show is terrible. It's a terrible show. Like I, I, you can't spend time watching this show. There's so many better shows on TV than the Zay, the Zay Jones show. Like yes. it's been bad. Like he has been a little disappointing. Honestly, I think he's a better receiver than his production. But at the end of the day, you are only as good as your production. This yeah. is that, that's an Elijah Moore statement. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's 100 <laughs> true. He has one touchdown on the year. You know, he's not benefiting from touchdown upside. And that's just because I think that's because he's just on the Jaguars off Jaguars offense. And with Travis Etienne, you know, doing his thing, he's probably going to be nine times out of 10. He's going to be the one scoring touchdowns, you know, if it's through the air or on the ground. Um, I thought that the Jaguars went, you know, quantity over quality this offseason with their additions. Christian Kirk looks OK. Say Jones, you know, I think. Like you said, he's better than he's been producing, but this has kind of been the story of his career. It's you know, true. He's, yeah. he's been kind of there. It's true. You know, I, I, I'm not a Zay Jones truther anymore. Like it's like, listen, man, if you if you're really that good, you should be putting up better numbers. That's it. And granted, that's what it comes down he, to. He hasn't had excellent quarterback play. If I'm not mistaken, he was in Las Vegas. I, I, I'll say this. this. I'll so. say this though. If if Trevor Lawrence had an elite wide receiver, that wide receiver will put up big numbers. Yeah. So so if Devontae Adams went to the Jaguars. You'd he rather have Devo- you'd rather have Devontae better. Adams with he would be, Trevor Lawrence. I'd rather have Trevor Carr. Lawrence than Derek Carr as right. my quarterback. All right, yeah, that makes sense. For for peppering my number one wide receiver. Yeah, I think that's true. That makes sense. He's peppering he was peppering Christian Kirk. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's like well, if he if he did that to his actual number one wide receiver, like a legit alpha wide receiver, I think the alpha wide receiver would go nuts. Yeah. I mean, he he was peppering Christian Kirk. You know, it, it's kind of come and gone. The targets he's had a couple games where he's had double digits. Exactly, targets. that's the point. He it's come and gone because he's not an alpha. You know what I'm saying? Like he's tried <laughs> to 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 give him that thirty percent target share over the first yeah, you I know, guess four or five games of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's come and gone because of the fact that Christian Kirk is not an alpha. You know, but yeah. he's impersonating one right now, and he's doing a pretty good job doing it. Yeah, I think he's still a good receiver, you know, but what 100%. they signed him for and what they signed him to play as it doesn't it didn't really add up to me. This when I saw the signing, you know, obviously everyone was griping about the amount of money in the contract. But, you know, I was thinking if that's their big money signing, you know, he's not like you said, an alpha. He's not a wide receiver one. All they were, need is that alpha. If they yeah. get a true wide receiver one on the outside with Zay Jones on the other side as a wide receiver, you know, the opposing wide receiver two, and then Christian Cook in the slot. This this is going to be and Travis Etienne in the backfield. I feel like that's that one piece that they're missing, you yeah. know, in terms of playmakers. Like that that is going to put. I think that could put Trevor Lawrence over the top. Yeah, I mean, and we've seen flashes from Trevor Lawrence of him actually, you know, kind of having that talent. You know, he he's yeah. doing what he needs to do. He's been in a bad situation, you know, so far in his career, but things are slowly getting better. They do need to go get an actual receiver. The thing is, they used all their money, like I said, going quantity <laughs> over quality. Um, they added if yeah. they had Zay Jones, um. Evan Ingram's been all right. You know, I guess that, yeah. that sign that signing isn't that bad. It was a solid um, signing. Yeah, it, it it was all right. But 
they didn't add anybody notable. Like I said, I forget who I compared them to. But uh, yeah, the Dolphins. I said, obviously, they went out and got Tyreek Hill. But I said, they were building, giving two of these weapons, you know, young quarterback weapons. And look what they are doing in Miami. Just up the, just up the highway, right? They're down the highway. It's... I'm not sure ge- geographically, Jacksonville, <laughs> um, Miami. But, you know, the same state, you know, Tua is doing his thing because he got all these weapons. And I think, you know, the, the Dolphins went quality. They got Tyreek Hill. The Jaguars went quantity. And we're seeing how that plays out. Look at all these wide receivers. Look at all these quarterbacks who don't have a top top end wide receiver. Aaron Lamar Rogers. Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, J- uh, Justin Herbert. You yeah, know well, what I'm saying? Like well, they need their guys. Right, yeah. No, no. Oh, that's the point. Yeah. They need their guys on the field. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if they don't have their guys on the field, they're just not simply not going to do as good. Yeah. You know? Justin Herbert, without Keenan Allen, this entire year, you Hasn't know, has, like even Herbert. he, even though he had Mike Williams, who by the way, I don't think he's a true alpha. He's a very good wide receiver. Yeah. But he's he, not like that upper echelon guy. Um, and because of that, you know, he's not going to do as well. He's not an all around wide receiver. So Mike Williams, I kind of compare, you know, to T. Higgins. I know T. Higgins is still young and he's good, but I'm not sure T. Higgins is alpha alpha, if that makes sense. He's not Jamar Chase, obviously. Uh, Jamar yeah, Chase he's not alpha. Jamar Chase. You know, we've seen T. Higgins do his thing when Jamar Chase is out. We've seen Mike Williams do his thing when Keenan Allen's out. Both of them are very good possession receivers. They're big play machines. But yeah, outside of that, they're not like the guy that you're throwing short, intermediate, and deep to. You know, I I think you have a, a good argument there. Yeah, I think you do. And uh, what they both went to Clemson, right? <laughs> yeah, they did. Just yeah. a little, oh, just a little parallel a, right there. It's weird, uh, weird storylines how that comes together, right? So you know, I think we can see Trevor Lawrence this week potentially have a good week against Kansas City. Yeah. Bottom um, line, Zay Jones is a wire pickup. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Gallup, I have him here at number 18. It's getting really desperate at this point. Um, you know, he had a 24% target share last week. They didn't have to throw a ton. Uh, yeah. but that's a good sign. Like the target share, good sign for him if he did if they do need to throw a ton at some point. He doesn't seem to have too much upside at this point, no. but I still consider him a streamer. No. Uh Isaiah McKenzie at number 19. His yeah. snaps are moving up just a little bit, by the way. Like 70% rap participation last week. If Josh Allen plays next week, you know, with that this week with that elbow injury, he might favor those short throws, right? To Isaiah yeah. McKenzie, who hasn't been getting targets over the last couple of weeks. So, it, you know, with his snaps kind of moving up more than we, than we we thought, it's not really a 50-50 anymore. You know, with him and Khalil Shakir, maybe he go maybe it flips back the other way, but for now, like if Josh Allen isn't going to be throwing those deep balls and if he's advised not to, I know he mm-hmm. threw that big bomb at the end of the game even with the injury. Uh, but it's a UCL injury. He might not want to, you know, create more damage to that inj- that that elbow. And if that's the case, maybe Isaiah McKenzie and these running backs, they might be the ones that benefiting. Yeah, I, I think that could be the case. And it's funny you talk about UCL. It's a new CL injury. I've never heard of a UCL before. We've heard ACL, MCL. Now we're at UCL. But man, this is like there's all these injuries. I think that you know, it, it sounds like. Kind of like obvious, you know, obviously if you're hurt, you're not going to throw it as deep. But I think that could be the case, you know. It might be that simple. He might not be going as deep, you know, in these next few games as he gets Listen, healthy. Man, Hopefully he I have to. I have to create a story. I got to create a story Eden. around Isaiah McKenzie. I got to create a story, and that's the story I'm sticking with. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what you should do, it seems like we're talking about all these injuries now. I think we do need to have like a highlight on the Instagram page of Dr. Siddiqui. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just me, just like just, just you, talking nonsense, like yeah, medically. Yeah. Just our attempts at being medical experts and what it means for fantasy football. <laughs> I might need a highlight of that. We'll see. But no, I, I think with the way Gabe Davis is playing too, obviously, you know, he's not even, he wasn't even targeted that much, I think, last week. So the way he's been, you know, not producing, I think Isaiah McKenzie could be in line for a little bit more work. Yeah. It's possible. I have Latavius Murray here at number 20, um, you know, just because I couldn't find anybody else to throw here. Uh, this is just if you're desperate at running back, you know, for a running back play, you need someone to throw in. You know, he could give you 12 carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Like, that's that's what you're hoping for. <laughs> yeah. For Latavius Murray. Welcome to the Latavius Murray. You know, this this is what he does. And we, we said about does. that. He just comes in and makes sure nobody's fantasy relevant. Oh, pretty much. Uh, Melvin Gordon was supposed to get that touchdown? No, it's mine. You know what I'm saying? That's what he's done. He did that on the Saints. Uh, he's done that everywhere he's gone. You know, it's funny. Like, I picked up I picked up Melvin Gordon last night in a league, and I was just like, this is how bad the Broncos' backfield is. Like, no one even yeah. wants Melvin Gordon. <laughs> um, I picked him up, and I felt dirty. Uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much all we had. Uh, we had I, had I did have some quarterback streamers and some uh, tight end streamers real quick, uh, if you guys are looking for that. So, Marcus Mariota. Uh, in Carolina on Thursday night, solid play. Daniel Jones against Houston at home. Dare I say it? Oh, by the way, if Trevor Lawrence is available, I'm playing Trevor Lawrence over all these guys uh, against yeah. Kansas City. Okay, then Marcus Mar- Marietta, then Daniel Jones, then dare I say it, Russell Wilson in Tennessee. Yeah. I, Maybe. I, mm, Don't do it, actually. Never mind. The, yeah, I'm uh, just thinking about the way Tennessee's defense kind of – they held Patrick Mahomes scoreless. I think they said seven drives in a row. Yeah. Um, never so, mind. Never mind. Never yeah, mind. Maybe avoid Russell Wilson. Never mind. Week. I don't know. Hey, hey, Mike, can you cut that part out, dude? Thanks, bro. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy G uh, at home against the Chargers. I think that could be as relatively decent. He has the weapons, so he, it could happen. Yeah. He has Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk. Hopefully Debo's back. Andy Dalton at Pittsburgh, if you're really desperate, I think this is a decent matchup for him. You know, I wasn't expecting a whole lot of Andy out of Andy Dalton last night. Uh yeah. I would I would think that he's gonna be back to where he was the previous two weeks, which is basically like give me 250 yards and two touchdowns. That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. At tight end, I have Greg Dulcich. We already mentioned him as one of the top waiver wire pickups this week. He's going up against Tennessee. He's the priority add. He could start for you the rest of the year. Uh, Cole Komet against Detroit. Komet caught two touchdowns, right, this past week? Yeah. Um, and Three touchdowns in two weeks yeah, after not very... scoring since 2020. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's the so Justin Fields effect. Regression. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. Guys, <laughs> I just want to say one thing, okay? When I say regression – it doesn't mean positive or negative. It just means regression. Okay. Yeah. I just want to say that. Okay. And positive regression does not, it, it does not mean progression. Those are two different things. Okay. I just want to mm. say that. I have so many comments on Instagram. Like, why do you keep saying regression? Why do you keep saying it's positive returning regression? Returning to the mean. Yeah. It's called returning to the mean. That's what it means. Regression. It doesn't mean returning to a worse state. It just means yeah. returning to a previous state. Or what is expected, we should say. Just wanted to yeah. put that out there. It's been getting <laughs> on my nervous a little bit. Uh, Noah Fant. Uh, so Cole Komet at Detroit, uh, versus Detroit at home. The Bears offense getting a little bit better. Cole Komet could be an option for you. Obviously, he scored the touchdowns. That could be good enough for you. Noah Fant at Tampa Bay. He did his thing last week in a good matchup. And he led that team, um, surprisingly, in receiving. And he could maybe do it again against Tampa Bay. I doubt it. I think his other receivers are better. But Noah Fant could be an option. In, Kate Otten, he's showing up randomly, okay, yeah. for Tom Brady. He did show up this past week. 
going up against Seattle, good matchup there. So if you're desperate, you throw him in there, see what happens. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I had. No Guys. Baker Mayfield? No Baker Mayfield? <laughs> Zach? <laughs> Zach? If you're willing to start Russ, maybe you start Baker. Probably. Yeah. Would you start um, Russell Wilson or Baker Mayfield? Just for I'm anybody. Russ, man. Okay. Well, no, no, right. no, no. It's PJ Walker. It's PJ Walker this week. It's oh, that's right. That's right. PJ Walker was named the starter, which is why I'm actually okay starting. I'm very okay starting DJ Moore. And uh, I'm, I'm solid on, on Terrace Marshall as well yeah. this week. Um, that's it. That's all we got, guys. Right at the one hour mark. Appreciate everyone listening. Always, you know, tuning in every single day, Monday through Friday. We're recording this. So it, the, the more you listen, the more I appreciate you guys, man. For real. For real. Zach and I both appreciate you guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow on Wednesday for our buy sell show last week our buy sell show wasn't what it usually is because of all the trades that were coming in the trade deadline and all that we were covering that for the most part but tomorrow we'll have a bunch of buys for you a bunch of sells for you uh and we'll get it popping done all right take it easy guys uh good luck on waivers tonight we'll see you tomorrow peace